Welcome to the Language of Gratitude podcast, part of a series of podcasts under the Gratitude in the Workplace channel. My name is Dr. Deborah Stewart, and I'm an organizational psychologist who researches essential components of positive workplace cultures and individual wellness. These podcasts also support the Workplace Gratitude course for leaders offered through my online courses and CEO offerings. You may contact me at pictureyourselfstronger at yahoo.com for more information about courses to improve workplace culture and individual wellness. That's pictureyourselfstronger at yahoo.com. It's essential to view these podcasts as a starting point or suggestion for building an individual or workplace practice of optimism and gratitude. And the podcast should never be used as a substitute for professional counseling or direct medical advice from a doctor or other qualified clinician. When receiving therapy and guidance from your healthcare practitioner, it's important to inform them of the details of your practice of gratitude. Gratitude must be practiced at your individual comfort level while being situationally aware of the intentions and agendas of others. The research and review for the podcast, The Language of Gratitude, is a starting point for understanding how to build your practice of gratitude. The Gratitude in Workplace channel, podcasts, and courses are suggested approaches for implementing optimism and gratitude in the workplace. However, an assessment is recommended to be conducted by the leadership of each workplace environment to discover unmet needs among the employee population before trying to implement a gratitude in the workplace or the educational setting. Gratitude in Organizations is a low-cost, no-cost program to increase social connectedness and reciprocity in the workplace or educational setting. Gratitude can be expressed in many ways and may vary across cultures, demographics, socioeconomic and sociopolitical regions, and many other social groups. According to Anderson of Linguistics of America, there are over 6,909 distinct languages and that does not include urban dialects and variations of vernacular English and slang. Within the possibilities of expressing gratitude, we may see combinations of verbal, nonverbal, written, and visual forms of expressing gratitude within socially connected groups and individual self-care practices. Therefore, in this podcast, we will explore the literature review as a meta-analysis or general overview to help individuals and groups continue their personal research in a less generalized manner. Language is defined by the American Psychological Association as a system of expressing or communicating thoughts and feelings through speech sounds or written symbols, and the specific communicative system used by a particular group of speakers with its distinctive vocabulary, grammar, and nonverbal systems, and any comparable nonverbal means of communication, such as sign language or the languages used in computer programming. The English version of Theosaurus.com lists 16 sentiments for gratitude, 33 words of acknowledgement related to gratitude, 9 words related to gratitude through the word appreciation, and 21 associated words related to gratitude through the word recognition nine words related to thankfulness, and 34 words related to um, gratefulness. 
across cultures and depending on how the culture relates to one another, we may see individualistic and collectivist ways of expressing gratitude. For example, Newman supports this by saying that Americans tend to be very individualistic in contrast to collectivist cultures that put more emphasis on the social group. In individualistic cultures, gratitude is more often said on an individual level, giving credit to self or through the organization, versus collectivist cultures, which may express gratitude from a plural or group perspective to benefit everyone. Newman also stated that 85% of the world's population lives in cultures that researchers deem to be more collectivist, where people put greater emphasis on harmony and honoring others. Newman breaks the categories further into self-governing cultures, where children are taught to be more independent and self-directed, where children in other governing cultures learn the duty to be obedient to parents and elders. Additionally, Newman comments that cultures that emphasize relatedness put greater value on connecting with others and developing relationships, which is less important to those that value separateness. And since the language of gratitude can be both global and personal, it's important to understand the cultural differences in relating to one another to avoid awkward expressions of gratitude. Fortunately, we also communicate using nonverbal language, which helps with meaning and understanding. Nonverbal communication is also culturally and subculturally based. In psychology, it is said that communication can be anywhere from 70 to 93% nonverbal. According to Navarro and Carlin's, nonverbal communication is a way to convey information achieved through facial expressions, gestures, touching, physical movements, posture, and body adornments such as clothes, jewelry, hairstyle, tattoos, and so on. And even the tone, timbre, and volume of an individual, individual's voice also contributes to communication. Being understood and validated during, during expressions of gratitude exchange increases the value of the expression which suggests that both the self-benefiting and the other praising gratitude exchange must be relevant and meaningful. According to Wise, Bergerman, and Lang, the more the, the relationship partner expresses gratitude by praise, the more benefactors felt understood, valida- validated, and cared for. Additionally, Wise stated that gratitude reinforces social bonds and this relationship regulating function depends on whether and how it was expressed. People can express gratitude in different ways, such as self-benefiting or other praising that focuses on the benefactor's actions. Gratitude across relationships, whether they are personal or professional, have a specific language that fits the situation and norms of the environment For example, Moore stated that five ways of expressing gratitude at work are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, tangible gifts, and culturally and workplace policy appropriate physical touching. According to Hassan Per and Masavi, computer-mediated communication adds a different dynamic. 
For example, these researchers found that the language of Instagram as one of the most dominant social networking applications has turned into a genre leading its users to make use of certain linguistics and thought patterns with characteristics that might even contradict the pragmatic patterns of an individual's native language, transcending different languages and cultures, which may involve people and users to try different strategies of gratitude and politeness. Computer-mediated communication now includes emojis and stickers, which are a growing industry for visual communication of emotions and expressions of gratitude. According to Yang, emojis meant for building trust or feelings of I am sorry are considered the least effective emojis because they are deemed insincere. Kuda Berganova, a senior teacher at Uganda State University, Uzbekistan, stated that internet speech communication is expressed both verbally and in numberly ways. And this research found that the modern information environment is a world of visual images where the picture, image, sign represented in a more easy way or convenient and understandable style. As, and as we know, verbal internet communication can be accompanied by emoji, gift animation, emoticons, stickers, self-signatures and photos, uh, such as selfies, and web-based communication can be accompanied, also be accompanied by emoticons, stickers, and self-signatures and even memes to indicate the mood of the sender at the given moment. While computer-mediated communication in this manner may be quicker, it's important to remember that this form of communication may be misinterpreted as well. Therefore, it's important to take care before sending this form of communication and take time to consider the relationship of the recipient and whether the communication is appropriate for the setting and the situation. There has been some legal action taken for some computer-mediated communication and images. Some examples are those that pose a threat, uh, may be considered as sexual harassment, or convey discrimination or cross-cultural hatred or violence. In this podcast, the Literature Review revealed uh, language variations of the expression of gratitude and how it may be delivered and misunderstood across cultures. Additionally, nonverbal communication was examined to be more prevalent in, in communication through the use of facial expressions, gesture, touching, physical movements, body uh, posture, and body adornment, and even the tone, timbre, and volume of an individual's voice. Visual communication, often generated by computer-mediated forms, is a quick way to express emo emojis and through mood through emojis, gift animation, emoticons, uh, stickers, self-signatures, and photos. Thank you for listening to the podcast, The Language of Gratitude, which is part of the Gratitude in the Workplace channel. Be sure to check out the podcast, An Attitude of Gratitude, Gratitude During Difficult Times, A Hundred Ways to Promote and Express Gratitude, and Gratitude May Reduce Anxiety. As always, feel free to contact me about your gratitude thoughts and ideas for future podcasts. That's Deborah Stewart at Picture Yourself Stronger at Yahoo.com. Thank you.